Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Of disaster, I am Nick. Uh, Paul D. Paul W. And I'm Chris. And it's not just the four of us tonight. Uh, Mr. Lucas can't be with us. He's busy driving a train, I believe, making choo-choo noises as he goes. Do you reckon he does that? I reckon he does. Right. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, mm-hmm. I reckon. I bet he's got Especially the horn bit. Yeah. Well, he do, yeah, he does love it. Him and him and horns go well together, but well, yeah, I think this week he's probably imitating what was it, the Disney magic? <laughs> yes, which will come oh, to me later on. Obviously, probably making that horn sound. <laughs> but we do have a very special guest. I consider this person to be a very special guest. I'm sure you will as well. Um, special guest, would you like to reveal yourself? I am Amanda, or Boston Mike, as I'm known on social media. And uh, what a celebrity she is, especially, <laughs> especially compared to these like, like losers. Uh, a real, a real talent. Somebody who people actually care about. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much for joining us. Um, You're I'm sure people have, have noticed that uh, Boston or Amanda has been um, doing a few bits on on our website, which is of course Mr. D. Uh, disasterdark.blogspot.co.uk or off, something like that. Off the top of his tongue. Knows yeah. it so well, <laughs> the back of his hand. Um, yeah, I'm sure you've, you've seen uh, her work on there, um, but you, you probably knew her before she got involved with us, Scallywags. So, um, yeah, so thank you very much for joining us. We're going to be um, talking a lot about you on the show. Uh, and what you do and, and bits and pieces and also um for those that joined the the very secret so secret people were joining the wrong group secret club <laughs> known as the unofficial dad's army not that dad's army british people the other dad's army which is uh d-a-d-s as well um if you see our logo right group if you see an old man in a triangular green hat Wrong group. It's probably the easiest way to remember it. Um, but yes, so for those people in that secret group, which you can still join, by the way, um, we have a few questions from there as well. So we'll go to those a bit later on. But I wanted to kick things off today, if you don't mind. Um, actually, no, before before I kick things off, because I'm looking at what I'm drinking, um, why don't we go around and find out what everyone's drinking? Who wants to go? Okay, Mr. I'll go. All right, here we go. Uh, there we are. So um, I got another can of uh, cider here, um, in honour of um, I don't know what, but it's a pear, another can of pear cider, Copperberg. So don't know what the Disney connection is, but uh, it's been a hot day here, so cheers. It's been a bloody hot day, hasn't it, Avery? Yep. It's been very, very good. Uh, Mr. Washington. Uh, long day. I've been to been to Comic Con today, so I'm kind of knackered. So I went for a nice uh, tight. Uh, chai tea latte to keep me going. Mm, very posh. Must have had some budget or something in his show. Uh, Mr. Ripley. 
Um, I'm on the Highland Spring, unfortunately. Highland Spring? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, there's a slight Disney collection, uh, connection there. Merida, maybe. Brave. Uh, well, and also Disney Springs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Disney Springs. Yeah, of course, Disney Springs. Yeah. 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 And Amanda, what about yourself? I'm drinking a cup of tea. A cup of tea. So it's quite a, a soft, quite a soft show tonight, other than obviously the, the token Scottish person who's drinking alcohol. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really. Uh. <laughs> that was a tin of tizer. Uh, I'm Brew, of course. How silly of me. I'm drinking a big two liters. Uh, sorry, one and a half liter bottle. I'll correct myself. Bottle of Volvic because um, I've had a terrible, terrible stomach today. I've had a very bad upset stomach, so I've had no food, and I'm just drinking pure H2O, so so cheers to you all. Um, and yeah, I want to see you a little bit about my day, not about that so much, because that's the bad part, um, but today was my, my daughter's third birthday, little Alice was three today, um, and we decided to take her out, and we were going to take her to the Disney store in Oxford Street, um, and we ended up taking her to the Rainforest Cafe, that bit's not so important except for it's a bloody con job if you are looking to go uh <laughs> the food is very overpriced for what it is the experience is good obviously uh especially for your child but um as restaurants go not great and in fact my favorite non-alice related thing of today was i was in a cubicle and uh, a father and son were in the next cubicle to me and he said daddy is this the greatest restaurant in the world and you heard him <laughs> pause for a second he went um, no, but it's quite fun. <laughs> and tried to proceed to say about, you know, restaurants and what they were. And then he, the, the kid, of course, said a really good question. What does restaurant stand for? And he said, well, it doesn't stand for anything. It's just what it is. And then you could hear, kind of hear him going, and my head was doing the same thing. What does restaurant mean? This is just a word, isn't it, at the end of the day? I'm sure, you know, it's come from something, but God knows what it is. Um, so anyway, that's your homework. So you can tell us what the, the uh, word restaurant means uh, and then email it to us at podcast.disafterdark.com or uh, on our other social media bits. Anyway, back to my story. So um, I don't know if anyone has done this, and it's only certain stores that, that do the kind of opening ceremony in this way. But uh, the Oxford Street store is what they call an imagination store. There's two types of Disney stores. You get the imagination ones, which have a, a lock, which they put out the front of the shop every day. Um, I'm not sure, I can't remember what the other store's called now, but they have like a book, like a big book that they bring out as well, that you do like a magic spell and it opens the store for you. Um, but the good thing about an imagination store is uh, you open it with a massive key. And the end of the key, one end of the key, the end of the key you turn is a Disney D shaped uh, part. And the actual key that goes in the lock is shaped like a castle. Cinderella's castle, I believe. That silhouette. So it's quite cool. But when you do the opening ceremony, you actually get to have a mini replica of that key given to you. So what we did is we phoned up the Disney store a few weeks ago um, because you can actually put your child's name down. It doesn't guarantee that they'll open the store because if you get there late and other kids have got there, they have to kind of do it in that order, which makes sense. Um, but um, they, they will know it's the person's birthday and they'll try and make that happen for us. And luckily, we got down there early enough today that we were the first in queue, so it was fine. And we got to do the opening ceremony. And she was very, very shy because she is around new people. So 
it was only when uh, they played some magical music that she started to get a bit excited and then she wanted to turn the key. Um, but the reason for talking about it, really, is it's just a nice little thing that they do. And on top of that, what then happened, once we opened the store, is they took her to uh, the the second... Uh, sorry, the, the ground floor, the basement floor, um, where they've got, like... It, the floor's on the store's on two levels, and they've got like a little screen area where they show trailers and bits and pieces and stuff like that. Um, and they played a special uh, birthday song for Alice as well, and they had her name come up on the screen, so she knew it was for her. And they gave her a goodie bag, which contained some like bits which were quite nice actually. Like there was a mini ear hat, um, like a cardboard mini ear hat, not a proper mini ear hat, um, and some posters, a classic one and one for Finding Dory and stickers and a badge with a name on it and bookmarks and it's just like it's just a little touch that they'll do for you so um the reason for telling you this if you don't know is it's free um you know you can just arrange to do it or just make sure you're the first person to be there when a store's going to open they do it every day of the week it's not just weekends um and you get a nice little toy key at the end and the other bits as well so i'm sure it will vary from store to store what you get but um, I just thought I should I should mention it. And all the staff today in the Oxford Street store were phenomenal. Uh, really, really nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of really started the day off in a nice way. So I wanted to give them a shout-out and, um, and just let you know that that's what they do, in case you didn't know. I'm that's not, a nice little touch. Yeah, I'm not sure, Mr D, if you're, you're going to be eligible to do this with your kids. I'm not sure what the age limit is. No, I don't know. Yeah. Nah, probably not. No. Probably not. Yeah. Well, I think my kids would feel guilty about the little kids that didn't get. <laughs> well, I, funny enough, I I got um, I got a key before for Lindsay, uh, my wife, um, because um, it was a birthday. I thought it'd be a nice little thing, and I went up to Disney Store on Oxford Street then to do it. And although I'd gone up there to do it and I was waiting about about half an hour, I think I waited for in the end before the store opened. At the same time, I was thinking, if a kid comes up now, there is no way I'm getting that key. I couldn't do it to myself, do you know what I mean? Even though I'd been waiting there, I couldn't do that. I couldn't deprive a child of that. Luckily for me, that day, no bugger was trying to get in there. Because they, they do it so early, I suppose, unless you are making a special trip to do it, you probably don't know. So I'm not sure what happens on those days when no one's waiting outside, but um, yeah, it's good. But can I just like to say one thing um, about that before we move on? Um, if you do do the ceremony and you do get a key, um, I would hope our listeners aren't the kind of people that try and sell them on eBay for 30 quid. I'm sure there's someone you can give it to and make their day, make their year. Um, Alice held on to it all day long. She's not. She's only just let it out of her sight now because she's gone to bed. But it's hanging on her Alice in Wonderland doorknob. Um, you know. But I, I hate it. It's something they give away for free, and uh, yeah, it just annoys me when um, I know people sell them for that kind of price. So don't. You know, if you're going to say it, save a couple of quid. Don't be stupid about it. For God's sake. Anyway, that's enough about that. Enough well said. Um, yeah, it was almost a soapbox moment, wasn't it? Really. I should climb back on it. Um, don't, but, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, Camilo. But, don't do it. Um, we do have, as I said, a special guest, and I'm going to shut up now because this person has lots of interesting stuff to say. Um, so, Amanda, for those that don't know who you are, can you tell them how you, you first started with what you do? So, 
throughout the years of going to Florida, my dad always filmed every single year and then we'd always watch it all the time. And then when YouTube started coming into play, we'd kind of watch it together and I'd watch it with my sister and we were kind of like, we could do this. Like, we've been so many times and we, we do such fun stuff when we're there. We could do this. And it wasn't about other people watching it. It was more for, like, my family mm. and my mm. friends. Um, but basically, I'd been thinking for years, I'm going to make a YouTube channel, I'm going to make a whole social media and we'll just start doing it. And then I finally did it in April. So we did our first vlog in, like, our first official vlog in Alton Towers. And that kind of got a little bit of attention. So I made a welcome video and then that got even more attention. And then you guys got in touch with me. And then it kind of just spiraled from there, really. So on my last visit to Florida last year, I did film a little bit. And those videos will be going up over the next few weeks as I'm kind of counting down to going to Florida in September. And that's kind of where it came from. I saw other people doing it and I thought, I can do this. Yeah, and it's and it's not something I think you know. Other people's holiday videos. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you have to be a certain type of person to to do it, because in in the same way that people I speak to about this show, um, sometimes say, well, "Oh, I couldn't do something like that." It's not it's not that hard if you can do it. Yeah. You can't. You either ha- you can either do it, or you can't do it, and that that kind of seems to be it really. Um, and, you know, I mean, you've got to definitely be brave to do it because people definitely give you some funny looks when you're talking to your camera, walking around a theme park. Probably better than talking to yourself. <laughs> well, I guess they do think that you're talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly how they look at you. The thing is, I mean, I remember when I used to go to restaurants in Disney and people used to take photos of their food and you'd be like, oh, my God, look at that weirdo. Now everybody does it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, so it'll be normal before long. Yeah, I mean, even last year, there was plenty more people walking around filming themselves last year. And I think it is getting bigger and bigger. And people are just loving it. Like, the whole vlogging community on YouTube now is massive. People vlog about anything. Anything. I mean, you've got people that do everyday vlogs. And I'm certainly not interested enough to do an everyday vlog. But... I love that. I don't even watch normal TV anymore. I literally just watch YouTube all all the time. It's massive now. I think. I mean, I, I mean, I don't speak for myself, but I think I know I'm falling behind the times. Um, in in terms of like, what's cool and hip and trendy, at the tender age of thirty two, um, because obviously I've been I've been aware of YouTube since about two thousand six. That's when I first found it myself. Um, I do watch it, but like you say, I think people are kind of more and more using it for all of their viewing, or or certainly like a good portion of how they view uh, visual content, whilst I'm still pretty much, oh, what time's this on? I'll I'll record it on the box. Well, the thing is, Nick, we're, we're Generation X. The millennials, they don't even know what EastEnders is. This is a good point. This is a good point. I understand what you're saying, actually. I'm kind of twisted when it comes to YouTube because I'm sort of I'm sort of back to the future. So I watch YouTube quite a lot, 
which is which is kind of now and trendy. However, what I'm watching on YouTube is all the old 1980s episodes of <laughs> TV series <laughs> that you can't get on DVD. So how sad is that? Uh, well, I, th- I think that leads to an inter- interesting question, Mr. Day. What exactly oh, yeah. are you watching? Yeah, which ones? Oh, all sorts. Love thy neighbour. Yeah, all sorts. Of Love thy neighbour. <laughs> there could be a reason why that's not on DVD. Yeah, the baby, yeah. Spell like Song of the South, <laughs> but worse. So, um, I mean, you mentioned there, Amanda, that you've, you've been going for a hell of a long time. Your yes. woman, we're not going to ask your age, so obviously we'll ask your weight instead, no. <laughs> um, no, so um, what I really wanted to, to find out there was, um, if, if you know, exactly how many years you've been going there. For 24 years. Oh, wow. Okay. So since 1992. Okay, wow. <laughs> A long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many teams have you been then, Amanda? Mm. I think it's about 16 or 17. Wow. Something like that. I think I've lost count. <laughs> Must have been and any, any other... ...1992, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. And always Florida or any other parks visited? That's just to Florida, but uh-huh. I have been to Disneyland Paris as well one time. Right. How long well, did you go there? Oh, OK. Yeah, I was going to say, because that... Um, all the parks change, don't they? But I think Disneyland Paris, I think it definitely depends on when you've gone. It does depend quite often on your experience. I remember the first time that um, me and uh, Lindsay had gone, she'd never gone before, and I'd gone quite a few times by this point, and the Alice in Wonderland maze, nothing worked in it at all. But you went back the next year and everything had been repainted, replanted, working so um i do think it, it can have an effect when you go which don't don't tend to get with the other parks i don't think no i mean i think the last time i went to disneyland paris was about 2001 wow okay yeah. so it's definitely been a long time and i did want to plan to go this year no one had come with me <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to come with me i'm down for it i want to see what's changed uh, dad, dad, day out. What are we thinking? Day out. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I, I think I hadn't gone. I, I went in '92 when it first opened, and '95, and then between then um, and when I next went, it, uh, how many years? Well, it was 2000, 2002 when I next went. So it was quite a long, uh, quite a few years past. And by that point. Um, the studios had just opened, literally just opened. So you've only been there when it's been a one... <laughs> I was going to say, like, a, a one-park day, but it's not. <laughs> the studios is a one-park day, that's for sure. But, um, yes, you, you'd have only known the original park. So it's it's changed quite a lot, actually, in that time. So you'd, you'd probably be quite surprised with the changes that have happened. Yeah, I mean, I've got quite a lot of followers on Twitter that go, seem to go to Disneyland Paris, like, once a month. Mm. And I don't know how, because I... When I was searching for it, it was coming up pretty much the same price as going to Florida. I, I we've talked about this before, haven't we, on the show a few times? And um, I mean, it's a few things. I mean, firstly, I think there are people that I know that um, that live quite near to um, to Kent. So for them to go <laughs> to Disneyland Paris, uh, who would that be? 
well, yeah, okay, maybe maybe three of those people are on the call now. Um, but um, I do I do include myself in that. I'm not that far away from Ken. Um, but yeah, so to be honest, to, to drive to Disneyland Paris, um, you know, pretty takes all in all about five hours, including travelling across the, the the water. So um, it's quite easy to do that if you live nearby. For, for yourself, you're um, I'm guessing by your accent based around Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, for our American listeners, this is a, a Scouse accent. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, a very yeah. nice Scouse accent. Like Craig's rubbed everyone. Um, <laughs> he leaves bricks under your car. But, um, yeah, and I think, so, I mean, for you, it would be a little bit different. You know, people can generally go for, like, a day or two. And especially, like you say, if they've got, um, you know, if, if they're able to access it that easily, then it's easy for them to make those kind of journeys. But um, for yourself, you know, you're probably looking at, you know, a day to half a day traveling down to London or, you know, Kent uh, to then do the journey for the rest of it. Um, and also as well, annual passes are very, very cheap. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Like, um, the, so for the 365 day pass, which as well as giving you access, that gives you uh, 20% off merchandise, uh, 20% no, 10% off food um, and loads of other bits and pieces as well on top, free parking, that kind of thing, is uh, 220 euros now. All right. Is it as much as that? That's pretty. Yeah. I'm not even sure it's that much. No, it might be less. I mean, when I the last one I bought was 190 euros. And I'm a shareholder as well, so I get 15% off the price of tickets. That's good. Yeah, so, you know, what I'm... So what I'm saying is compared to like Florida or uh, to Disneyland where you're looking at over a thousand pounds a thousand dollars for an annual pass you know it's very very cheap that's that's sometimes what people think is the downfall of Disneyland Paris is that there's too many annual passes because of the price of them um, but yeah so if you've got an annual pass and you live near you know relatively nearby to drive or to get a train over then you know, you can stay in a hotel quite cheap without getting park tickets. Um, you know, if you stay in Mar Laval, which is the little town nearby, literally a five minute bus ride away, um, you can probably stay for, you know, 50, 60 quid a night. Oh my God, that's really, really cheap. So, they're not Well, that's it. And I think, you know, a lot of people I know, if you, if you like look direct uh, at going to Disneyland, um, and booking with them, it can be very expensive unless you go when there's a deal on. So um, maybe maybe that's a show that we need to do again, guys. A, a guy or if you move to Spain, isn't it? They get cheaper deals, don't they? Well, they do at the moment, but of course, you know, the Sun believe that they've changed the uh, the rules that Disneyland abide to, and that we're all going to be paying the same prices across Europe now. But um, we'll wait and see on that one. But yes, it does vary very much country by country, or you could just pretend that you live in Spain until the website um, you live in there using a VPN, uh, <laughs> and it works that way That's as well. That's too complicated for me. Not, oh, so YouTube's okay, but VPNs are too complicated, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's, ways, there's ways and means. Um, okay. what, happens if, uh, what happens if we Brexit? 
I wonder if the uh, cost of the annual pass will go up then. Ooh, clickable. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if we should step down this road. Toll. <laughs> <laughs> toll, definitely. Yeah, lots of toll roads. That, that's one thing. Yeah. Lots of toll roads. I never realised that because we've never done the drive, but there's lots of toll roads, isn't there, <laughs> between now and Disneyland Paris. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. But I, I think I think even if we did leave the EU, I think it would take a long time for that to, to trickle down to us. Yeah. And, um, it would have to, because to be honest, I, I still think, you know, we're the second biggest tourist there. I think, yeah. I think it's something like that anyway. Yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, so, we'll, we'll put a lot of money there. So when you go to Florida then, Amanda, do you stay on-site or off-site? And if you stay on-site, have you got a favourite resort? And are you voting for it in our Disaster Dark Ultimate Resort? Oh, look at you, Mr. D. Ever the professional. <laughs> <Hey>. Slick. <laughs> I stay off-site. I've never, ever stayed on-site. Okay. Ever. Yeah, which shocks a lot of people. But you know when people are like, oh, I could never leave the Disney bubble and I'm all about the Disney bubble? I'm the opposite. Yeah. Like, the thought of being in the Disney bubble, I don't like. Okay. As much as I love Disney, I like being able to leave it. Mm-hmm. And then have the magic of going there again the next day, but being able to go to Universal or go to International Drive or do anything else and always come back to Disney, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, 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 of course. I think it does depend on what happens at the beginning when you first go. I think if you first go and you stay on site, then you are more likely to, to keep staying on site, and I think the opposite is true. Um, Definitely. I mean, I've been on a Disney forum for quite a while, and if you mention that you're staying off-site, everyone's like, what? Why? Why would you want to stay off-site? And I'm like, I'd rather stay on-site at Universal, because there's more to do around there for Ooh. me, personally. Ooh, I, think, I think you're breaking up, Amanda. Sorry. <laughs> I better get her on the Universal uh, disaster show. Yeah. Other opinions are not available. <laughs> Depending on who you talk to, anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, certainly, you know, there's definitely advantages and disadvantages. And it tends to be less expensive staying off-site. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's still a great holiday, no matter which way you do it. Exactly. And, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'd never stay on site at Disney. I probably would. I did look last year into staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge mm-hmm. for a week and Hard Rock for a week. But it was the same price to just stay at the Hard Rock for two weeks. And I thought, it'll make my life easier to just not faff about carrying my luggage all the way over, checking in, checking out. So I'd just stayed at the Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. Which I've heard like the pool at the... Sorry, cool. No, 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 I just said, um, I heard it's, you know, people always say it's a really good hotel, so I get that. Yeah, how do you like the pool there, Amanda? What is that, sorry? I say, how do you like the pool there? Some people like it, some people don't like it. I loved it, but every time I was in it, I was really drunk, so I don't really remember it. (laughs) (laughs) They let you go in regardless of how drunk you are, which worried me slightly. Yeah, like, they don't care too much, do they? No, they were just watching me go down this water slide over and over again, getting drunker and drunker, and no one said a word to me. Well, it's very and rough and roll. Two weeks hangover. Mm. And they just let it happen. 
as long as you don't drive a Rolls Royce into it, you're okay. <laughs> Throw the TV well, I mean, it is time. an awesome hotel. Like, I definitely recommend it to anyone to try it. I know a lot of people go and stay there um, and at a couple of the others just to get the fast passes for a few days. But I 100% recommend it. It's really, really good. I mean, I, I nearly always stay there for Halloween Horror Nights. It's awesome. Just because it's so close. It's really, really good. I'm not staying there this year, though. I'm staying at Sapphire Falls this year, so I'm really excited about that. And slightly oh. worried because it's not finished. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, mm-hmm. your room? I don't know where I'm staying. <laughs> Have you seen the film Carry On Abroad? Just saying that. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that worries me. <laughs> it's, where the, it's where the hotel's not finished and they go on holiday. <laughs> I just, just so you know, I just booked my Universal tickets two nights ago, yeah. including my Halloween horror nights. Oh, add on tickets. First time. What, are you going this year? Yeah, 31st. We're going to be there on the 31st. Oh, that's right. Uh, Right at the end of October, yeah, that's right. Oh, Oh, that's so cool. Mm. Can't wait. Have you never been before? No, not to Halloween Horror Nights, no. No, you're going to love it and be super scared equally. You know what you need, Paul? You need to buy a guidebook, which is all about Halloween Horror Nights. I've heard there's a good one. Yeah, there is. Plug it, go on. (laughs) <laughs> well the new one hasn't come out yet so I won't plug it too much alright coming soon I look forward to reading that yes might be able to comp you a free copy speaking better. of plugs Mr R talented oh yes you, you mean podcast uh, scarezone scarezone.com um, podcast with Logan and Scotty and I um, yeah, comes out. We've got a new episode coming out. Uh, what's today? Uh, 29th. What is it? 29th. So tomorrow it should be um, on iTunes, um, where we talk to um, a person about things. Uh, who did we talk to? <laughs> <laughs> You're really funny, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, this is professional, isn't it? Um, <laughs> no, it was... A, it was um, I don't it know. Was it was memorable. Was. <laughs> oh, I, did, I, just, I didn't interview him I just um, did the start uh, I think he was a scare actor I think that's who it was but, sorry we've interviewed quite a few people we've got like a bit of a backlog um, to release uh, different ones but no they, I think he was a scare actor so that we have got uh, an interview with a scare actor coming up um, tomorrow very good and yeah, if you want to know yeah if, I was going to say if you want to know who that uh, scare actor is there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Listen to Scare Zone podcast. Um, Boston, Amanda, we had some questions, which I know you've seen a couple of them already, but um, I thought we should, um, after that little pause, start um, to, to go through them, because there's quite a few, actually. Um, and uh, I'll start with the first one I think we got, which is from Gary Slater, which says, um, and he, he thinks this is a hard question, so brace yourself. If you had to choose only one attraction across all the parts of do, um, ride visit, what would it be and why? Gary, what a hard question. Um, E.T. What? Yeah, I know, controversial, but that's my favourite. What's your second favourite, Stitch's Great Escape? <laughs> All the presidents. No, people seem to hate it, but honestly, I think because that was probably one of the first rides that I ever ever went on mm. when I was like two. 
So it's just always been my favourite. And honestly, the Universal do a Jaws or a Back to the Future on me and try and get rid of this, I'm not going to be happy. Well, supposedly they've tried to get rid of it umpteen times, but Spielberg keeps vetoing it. Good. I'm yeah. glad. Because he, he, there's no ETs in any Universal Park now apart from... Yeah, they've got rid of all of them. Yeah. Honestly, he, he it breaks my heart. I went, like, two years ago, and you know the little cards that they give out to you mm, when yeah. you go in with little passports? They'd stopped giving them out because they were changing something, and I was really, really upset about it, so one of the team members came and just gave me two. Oh. <laughs> That's a little card that he uh, he speaks at the end, isn't it? Yeah, so I've just got two little cards see. and just carry them on with things. Thank me. Thank you, wanker. <laughs> Eating <laughs> fart home. <laughs> Does he say goodbye, Boston, or goodbye, Amanda? Amanda, but it depends what name I give him. Sometimes I give him a fake one. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, not just me, then. No. Yeah, fair enough. Um, no. I mean, I, I, you know what? I think what's interesting about ET, this is this is my view on 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 that ride. So it's you know everyone can chime in with their own version, but I think it's very much, and it is literally a ride of two halves. I think the first half of the ride is actually pretty good, um, but to me, it's when it turns into it's a small planet after all is when it slightly kind of goes down in my estimation. Once you reach his home planet, then, it, yeah, it loses its uh, appeal to me somewhat. But I, I can understand why people like it. But I think the, the first bit on the bikes, when you're, you know, doing a bit from the film, is actually pretty good. Yeah. I love about it. The smell of E.T. If they made a candle of that smell, I'd buy every single one of them. <laughs> I don't well, even know where it is, but I look, like that smell to me is like, yeah, I'm in Florida now. Is it not a bit piney from what I remember? Yeah. Yeah. So I googled what it was, like what the scents were, and I bought like three different candles to try and make the smell, and it just smelled like a crap forest. Didn't smell like ET. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't happy. Oh, what a crap forest this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not even ET. Do, do you want a fun fact about the queue? Yeah. It did, it did feature in a Halloween Horror Nights house once. They actually built a, uh, a house in there. Yeah, I had that. What, mm. was it? what was it? It was... Um, I'd have to look it up. Um, it was... Uh, it was something like something forest, uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not like maybe like Friday the Thirteenth or something. No, 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 no. What was it? Was I feel like this wasn't a year that I went to Halloween Horror Nights. No, it's not coming. Um, can we move on while I look for it? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Did anyone else want to chime in about E.T.? No mean I... things. Yeah, watch yourself, Sky. <laughs> yeah. Is it true there's one alien with three boobs? Yes, there is. Is that true? That is true, then. Yeah, it's it's the thing that freaks Tracy Malaby out the most. <laughs> I thought that was her husband. Well, go on. <laughs> well, to be fair, you might get confused between the two. Lean's round head surely must freak her out more than that. Mm. <laughs> Perfectly round head. There's um, another one. There's a little, little man ET with three hands, so that works okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So the next question we've got 
from Alex Train. Hello, Alex. Is your favourite place to eat on Disney and why? I'm guessing he means Disney property, not on the corpse of Walt Disney. <laughs> like like sushi or something. So I wrote a blog about this a couple of weeks ago that I have fear of park food. And I do. It's a real thing. I do not like eating at Disney. I feel like everything, unless you go to a table service, it's the same stuff everywhere. Wait a minute. Can I, can I just confirm? You are a Disney fan. Am, am I right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just don't like the food. I don't, I don't like the food at Universal either. It's all theme parks. I can't handle the food because I don't eat meat. So yeah. I'm stuck with a veggie burger or fries, and that's it. That's, like, all I can have. Every day. Yeah, it must be hard in America. Sounds like a vegetarian diet, to be fair. But I do like Yak and Yeti at Animal Kingdom. And I do like Be Our Guest because I just order a kid's cheese toasty. (laughs) Because that's the only thing that I can have. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a shame since you were on the deluxe dining plan. Every day that it's toasty. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I do find it hard to eat at any theme park. But at least if I'm at Universal, I can run out to City Walk mm. and get something. It's a little bit harder at Disney. So I try and save myself for Food and Wine Festival in the night and just get a bunch of different things. It was the horrified alien forest. Well, I definitely didn't go to that one. That was back in 1993, I believe. Oh, yeah, well, I would have been three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, now, can we all just point out, we didn't ask her age, okay? <laughs> that was revealed by herself. That's fine. We're good. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of understand what you mean a little bit. Um, I mean, to be honest, you won't like this lamb Paris much better either um, because a lot of those places, it's, it's kind of burgers, fries, or salads, um, at a lot of the quick stop restaurants. But... Um, yeah, I can imagine that could be quite hard for you. Yeah, um, I mean, it wouldn't be so bad if it was a little bit varied across all the theme parks, mm. but I feel like you'll, you'll look at somewhere and it'll have, like, a like an Italian outside, and then you go in and it's the same burger that was in next door. Well, no, that's not true, because it's got some, like, herby tomato sauce compared to the ketchup <laughs> you get next door. So, yeah, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Do you eat seafood, Amanda? I do eat shrimp. That's it. Okay. So, okay, you don't eat fish? No. No? Okay. Have you ever been to um, Whole Foods in Florida? No. Well, that's pretty good if you're a vegetarian. Is it? Mm. It's just down by Dr. Phillips Drive. I see. On the way from Disney to Universal. I do tend to just, like, st- like stack up on snacks fill my bag with them and then literally just go to food and wine festival in the night and eat loads mm. <laughs> and then I get really hungry Tepanido go to Tepanido yeah. and then just have the shrimp which is really good but a lot of people actually have posted a thing about it on Facebook asking for where people would recommend for me to eat and everywhere that people recommended, I tried to make a dining reservation, and they were all gone. They're everywhere. Mm. Yeah, that, oh, no. Got to be quick on yeah. that 180-day window. 
I know. Yeah. I tell you what, you're not, not wrong there. Especially if you aren't staying on site. Yeah. You get the advantage yeah. of the contenders ahead. It's yeah, tough. you want to try and get in Beast Castle, you've got no chance. No, yeah. exactly. So, Mike McGildray, uh, I apologise in advance if I pronounced that wrong, but I am from Essex. Um, what is one ride to avoid in Walt Disney World? Okay, I'll be controversial again. Peter Pan. Ooh. So... Not for the ride. I think the ride, well, it's pretty much like E.T. anyway, the ride. Mm. But why has it always got such a long wait? Mm, true. Because it's, it's popular. It's always like 90-minute wait every single time. It's popular. Yeah, but really? Like that long? I think, I mean, it's, it's a similar story in Paris. And I think the reason for that is because in Paris, we've still got Snow White's Scary Adventures... And they are bloody scary, by the way, um, as we talked about before. And uh, Pinocchio's Voyage, or whatever it's called. So, of of the kind of three dark ride, uh, like Disney film rides in Fantasyland, Peter Pan is the only one that's not going to leave you traumatised. And, and you're flying as well. So I think that adds I think that adds to it a little bit more. But yeah, I I, I understand. Uh, or oh, I don't understand why it's quite as busy as it is all the time because like you say it is, it is one of those ones yeah. that does get kind of busy yeah. um, if you were to talk about the queue though what would you say? still Peter Pan? I'd or? say Stitches Great Escape because that's rubbish Stitch fan but I can't argue with that because I agree yeah I love Stitch but I didn't like that ride when it was Alien Encounter, and I still... Well, it's not even a ride, really. It's an experience, I guess. But I just didn't like it, and I still don't. Surprising they haven't done anything with that, though, isn't it? Because everyone moans about it. Exactly. I think it's one of those ones that everyone avoids, unless it's the first time, and they don't know what it is. It was much better when it was Alien Escape, though. The only problem is it scared a lot of kids. That was the only issue. (laughs) So it was great. I'd pick a little kid that I think, right, okay, he's going to be traumatised by this, and I'd sit beside him. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, Matt Lockwood says, of all the new attractions and shows coming to Walt Disney World in the next year, which are you looking the most forward to? 100% Pandora. What? You know this yeah. is not about the jewellery, right? Pandora shop. I feel like <laughs> everyone is saying horrible things about it, but I think it's going to be awesome. I, um, we've talked about it quite a lot before on here, haven't we? And I think the general consensus is it is going to be great. Like the, the theming and everything like that will be really, really good. I think the general problem with why it's on a bit of a downer with people is that it's attached to Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, a crazy big Avatar fan. Mm. I like it. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a brilliant film. But I think what they're going to do is going to be amazing. So everyone's saying all the horrible things about it, and it's going to be crap. I think they're going to be the ones that are going to turn around when it opens and be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Mm. I think it's going to be really, really good. So that's what I'm most excited about. I think we'll be really, really excited about it, and then Star Wars Land will open. 
that's me. That's what I hope. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. And don't get me wrong, I want it to be good. I want I want Avatar Land to be good. But and I think you're right. I think it will be spectacular, and I think they'll do a fantastic job of it. It's just a shame the film is not well, not great. Did anyone but, see the Jungle Book? Yeah. Water show. Oh. No. <laughs> you were just too early. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Everyone's a bit cold on it, though, aren't they? Yeah, I watched it. I've watched it twice today. I thought I'd give it another shot. And I mean, the performers are good. They do a good job. But I just don't. I'm not really into it. Is this based on they the must... film? No, well, yeah, but it's, it's kind of like a lot of like interpretive dancing. Is the only way that I could describe it. They must have cobbled it together, though, eh? I mean, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be that. Yeah, it wasn't going to be that. And then, obviously, the movie was such a hit that it's like, oh, OK, let's let's chuck something in there. But I, I don't get that, really, because, well, maybe it's to drive merchandise. But if the movie's a hit, then the movie's a hit. So, you know, you could add a little scene into the show that you were going to that you were going to put on. Uh, and then that's you've still kind coming, of, though, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah, because yeah, this is just like a limited time thing, isn't it? Yeah, it was, I think it was just due to the rivers of light not being ready. Well, they, yeah, they said that, but um, I don't know. If you listen to Jim Hill, I think his theory was, you know, that they they had a rethink because of how successful Jungle Book was. I don't know. I hope I hope Rivers of Light is there by the time we get there in end of October. I yeah, they, they... it is going to be about October time. Yeah, I hope Ooh. so. Anyway, that Amanda, you didn't mention the ride that you really shouldn't ride in Disney. There is yeah. one. What, what? Anybody know what it is? No. The teacups. I love the teacups. Oh yeah, no. I don't need oh. trivial, Mister Dolan. Makes me vom. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> makes you feel like I do today. Um, yeah, yeah, you're on your own there, mate. Yeah, I, I can't I, do it. I understand why people were like that on on Star Wars, Star Wars, especially Star Wars Two. But um, yeah, I think you're on your own with that one, mate. Star Wars Two, not a problem. Mission Space, Orange Team, not a problem. Teacups, um, I'm like a little baby. I'm just a little green baby curled in the bottom of the teacup. <laughs> well, my, well, my kids spin it as fast as they can just to watch me throw up. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, Alex Trina also asked another question, which was um, sometimes he likes to just stop and have a coffee or a drink and just chill out and people watch. Do you have a play- favourite place to stop in Disney? Yeah, I've got a couple. So, you know where the Tangled bathrooms are? Craig does very well. <laughs> it's like a little seating area that's kind of like between that and Haunted Mansion kind of ways. And I always go and get a strawberry lemonade from Eric's little tavern. And I just sit there and just watch people, watch them go into Haunted Mansion. And then just behind Big Thunder Mountain, there's like a little hut with rocking chairs. And I always sit in there. Usually when I go to Mickey, it's not so scary. And I just sit there and watch the fireworks and watch everyone go on Big Thunder Mountain, and that's quite a cute little spot. Oh, but probably the best place is above the train station. I could uh, sit there all day and watch people. 
A friend of mine told me the best place that no one knows about. The, what's, what's the name of that um, restaurant opposite um, the uh, Haunted Mansion shop? It's a quick um, service. The, the, oh, the Horseshoe? The, uh, no, um, Columbia something. Oh, Columbia Harbour House. That's the one, that's the one. Yep. Go upstairs, mm -hmm. and there's a bridge that goes over... Uh, sort of over the top of the Haunted Mansion shop. And you yep. can actually go in there and sit down. And no one goes up there. Oh. Oh, definitely going to go there now. Mm. Well, let's hope no one's going at the same time you are, otherwise it's going to be awfully busy for some strange reason. <laughs> um, Dave asked a question, which was... Uh, Dave uh, Maruka, um, how many parts around the world have you been to? Do you have any plans to go to the opening of Shanghai? So we've answered the first question, but... Uh, yeah, Shanghai, what do you think? I would love to go to Shanghai, but I imagine that'll be really, really expensive too. It looks awesome though, like Pirates of the Caribbean looks amazing. Mm. But I've been seeing quite a lot about how it's not even properly open yet, and like, there's a lot of damage to it already. Yeah, there's, um, yeah, because it doesn't open officially for another few weeks. It's kind of in trials at the moment, but. Yeah, has anyone seen that guide they've issued? Yeah, the no, Etika no. rolls. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a thing on YouTube about that. Yeah. I mean, you need, you know, I think I think it's not the only part that needs them. Paris could definitely do with them at certain times. But, uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to be um, a bit of a wake-up call. Because I think they're making a similar kind of mistake with uh, this park as they did with... Disneyland Paris or Euro Disney at the time in that they've not really um, taken into account the local culture too much mm -hmm. Does, does yeah. the guide say you can't poop in the bushes then? Obviously not yet <laughs> yeah, That would be a revision <laughs> Maybe I should make a theme park etiquette video Rule one, do not poop in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rule two, don't undo the zip on the back of the um, Mickey Mouse costume. Rule three, don't go walking through the bushes in case anybody ignored rule one. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, yeah. the, the final question that we had um, from the, uh, the unofficial Dad's Army Facebook page um, was thus... Uh, from Brian Muleman, um, who says, My wife is not a big Disney Parks fan, however I am. She says, We're not going back until we have kids and youngest is at least five. In short, I'm not going back for years, which kind of breaks my heart. Any thoughts on how to get a loved one who is not a Disney lover more into possibly going again? Just adopt a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. You can't Honestly, that. like... My boyfriend hates Disney parks, hates them, and he goes every single year with me because I just book it <laughs> and say tough. Just booked, I'll say you have to go. And I'm not suggesting that you do that because it might turn out bad. <laughs> but at the same time, because I know that he doesn't have the most fun at Disney parks, I'll do things that he wants to do. So he's into classic cars. So we go to the classic car show in Old Town. Mm -hmm. Yep. He enjoys doing that, and then he's more likely to want to come to Magic Kingdom with me the next day. But as well, he watches YouTube videos with me. So if he if we're watching a vlogger, 
and they're going on Thunder Mountain, he's like, oh, yeah, I like Thunder Mountain, actually, or, oh, yeah, I like this and I like doing that. And I kind of just force it on him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but he's starting to like it more now. The first time he went, he came home and said to his mum that it was like Flamingo Land, but busier. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I can understand That's why. That's what I have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, less Yorkshire people. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand why people like Disney so much. But bless him, he still comes every year. He just lets me do my thing. But, I mean, try and maybe do things that she likes doing. Mm. That's it. I mean, I, I mean, Florida, I mean, all that, you know, all that endo mainly, but... Um, you know, there's there's so much to see and do, and I think what's what's quite refreshing with what you've said so far tonight, despite the fact that you know you will have uh, certain diehard Disney nerds going, what, what does she mean? Um, is that by not living on Disney property um, every time you go out there, um, it, it's kind of exploring everything else that's around because there is so much more to do than theme parks. So I'm sure that there'll be stuff that she would enjoy doing. Um, that's that you can probably fit into uh you know a week or or you know two uh, you're in america so i'm guessing you probably go only go down for about a week um but but that kind of thing so i think you know if you look at what she's interested in things that she likes and just see if there's anything that's happening in the local area and uh use that as a sweetener i suppose um, yeah i mean there's always concerts on there's beaches mm-hmm. there's so mm-hmm. much that you could do and just, like open her eyes to it a little bit, or do what she says: have some kids, and then realise that you've got no money left anyway. Well, then, yeah. You know, it's, it's what I've done. Um, so it's why I but, can't go but, back. But Nick, if you wanted to go to Florida and you needed a travel agent, who should you call? Well, if you was born after 1983. You'd probably suggest <laughs> Ghostbusters because that would be in your lexicon. But of course, Ghostbusters, they're not there to book you a holiday. But our good friend Wendy is at Magical Journeys Travel. Yes, Wendy, Wendy Pretter. She will gladly assist you with any holiday requests that you have. And of course, by mentioning you've heard the advert on Disaster Dark, get a nice little discount as well. Nice little bonus for you doing that. So don't try and do what Boston's done and um, can't get the reservations you want because you missed out on the slots. Let Wendy take the pressure off that for you uh, and do that on your behalf without having to worry. So uh, please find her on Twitter at uh, Magical Journeys or the website is uh, is, um, magicaljourneys.com. Really well remembered without looking at anything. I think you'll you'll possibly find maybe a little bit true, but not too much. Uh, yes, but very good. And, and also, uh, I just wanted to shout out to um, Gary um, and Mike as well, who not only asked questions but also left us iTunes reviews, which really appreciate. And um, yeah, thank you for doing that. If, of course, if you want to do the same uh, for us, be much appreciated. And um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, give you a shout out on the next show. Um, now, just two other bits um, I think we wanted to cover before uh, the show is out. The first one actually kind of ties in with Wendy um, because uh, it's still the Disney Cruise Line, which uh, docked at uh, Liverpool the other day, didn't it? It did. And uh, R. Craig was Craig. Uh, there to um, Craig was there to um, take some video. 
and photos of it of it being there. And um, yeah, um, it looked really good. I think I think it's the 12th of June. They're having an open day there. So um, from what I've read, I don't, I don't know if you can go on the, the ship. I was, I was suppose they, they must let you on there um, but I know that they're doing activities all day by the dock and um, they'll be doing the fireworks um, in port that evening before it sets sail again so um, lots of things to do so if you're in that neck of the woods then um, you know I recommend going to that and um, so I don't know if you can hear that noise I'm feeding Flynn the dog because he's looking at me like why aren't you fed me yet and um also, uh, Wendy herself, the aforementioned Wendy, is going on the Alaskan cruise shortly. So, um, yeah, she'll be uh, said that, well, we're going to try and get her on the show, either while she's on the cruise or after to hear of her experience. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, a bit of synergy there. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to mention, just because it's topical, Mr. Ripley, um, being so talented, can multitask, where most of us can't, um, <laughs> and uh, has has spotted the uh, the weekend box office has been announced for um, Memorial Day weekend, which of course is happening at the moment. Um, and the big releases in America were uh, X Men Apocalypse and Alice in Wonderland 2, um, which mm, uh, let's not say has flopped, but it's it's certainly disappointed. I think it's safe to say um, it's going to finish second with 28 million, um, mm. which is is not not a good opening at all. Um, I mean, to be honest, even X Men Apocalypse is going to be a bit of a disappointment because um, I'm not sure how much the last X Men film opened to, but um, it, it's uh, it's not good. It's not good at all. The Alice budget was 170 million. Oof. It's got a long way to go. What mm. do we think? Do we think it's the Johnny Depp effect? I, I, I think people might be, you know, uh, a bit... I don't know. Did we see enough of Alice in the first one? Did we need the, to first see? One, the first one was not, like... You know, it wasn't a smash, was it? It was, no, it it was, was. pretty good. Well, box office-wise, it was. Yeah, box office-wise, yeah, I mm. suppose, but... I guess the buzz about it, it wasn't, I don't remember it being, you know, a huge amount of buzz. So I, I, I guess I'd go and see the second one, but I wasn't particularly looking forward to it. Maybe that's just me. No, I've, I mean, um, obviously because of uh, my daughter, we have watched the, the uh, original, the, 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 sorry, the Tim Burton, uh, Alice in Wonderland quite a lot. Um, of recent times I hadn't seen it since we saw it in the cinemas and I wasn't uh, what annoyed me about it I think was the um, the fact that it's it kind of strayed so far from the Disney films although people refer to this as like the first Disney live action remake um, of, of recent times I don't because I, I think the story's too different the only things that are the same are most of the characters have got the same name otherwise it's it's quite different um, I, I was looking forward to the film based on the trailers. I think it does look better than the, the first one did. Um, but I wasn't going to go mad about it. Now, to give you an idea, when Alice in Wonderland opened, again, it was 
March, so you know, a little bit earlier in the year. Um, it was at a time when um, it was at a time when 3D was just making a a uh, massive kind of impact on things. Um, I was hard not long open before it was the only other big 3D release. Um, that opened with 116 million. So wow. looking at what a difference. you know uh, like an 80 80 odd percent 90 percent drop mm. between the opening of the first Alice in Wonderland and, and the sequel, um, they're not going to be happy. The thing yeah. is with Depp, if if Pirates comes out and that's a flop, it's got to be his star's going to start to dim a bit, wouldn't it? It already is. Isn't right. it? Lone, like yeah, Lone Ranger. Mordecai. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god, yeah. Christ. Yeah, he's not, he's not had a hit since the last Pirates film. Mm. Really, even that wasn't in, great. In box office, no, yeah, in box office terms, though, he's not he's not had anything. Well, he did um, black. Uh, what you call it? He was a gangster. Yeah, yeah. black black mask or something. It was called black mask. Uh, but, it was, but again, it was a low budget film. Yeah, uh, it yeah. did. It still didn't make number one or anything like that. It wasn't. Uh, I've never heard of it. It wasn't designed to. Like, no. it was designed to be like a big, a big hit. Um, no, it's not called Black Mask because that's a film starring Jet Li. No, <laughs> I'll get it. Don't worry, I'm on it. I'm on the case. But um, yeah, I mean, as you say, he's definitely, um, he, he's, he's definitely seems to be on a downward spiral. Um, I actually thought Mordecai didn't look too bad. I never saw it though because of how bad the reviews Ooh. were. Black Mask. Black Mask. Black that's Mask. it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I heard, I heard he was quite good in actually. Um, mm. But I think, I mean, I certainly got very sick of the, the characters. You know, the, the over-the-topness. Mm. You had Jack Sparrow, you had uh, Willy Wonka, you had the Mad Hatter. Um, there must be more. Well, yeah. Funny, funny you should say that. Um, Amanda, I don't know if you've seen it, but Bill and Ted, they do a, a Johnny Depp character sometimes. Yeah. And, and he comes out and he's a bit... Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, and he's he's got a bit of every character that he normally plays all in one. <laughs> I, I do I do love that Halloween Horror Nights actually that show. Mm. It's good. Um, I mean the only thing you can possibly say about Alice in Wonderland is it, it did open in, in a fair few less theaters, like about six hundred less theaters of screens than um, than uh, X Men Apocalypse, but I still don't think. I mean, the next few weeks, you've got uh, Turtles coming out next weekend, uh, Warcraft coming out the weekend after, and then the weekend after that, you've got Finding Dory. Yeah. I'm so excited. I don't think Warhammer will do any uh, any business. No, Warhammer definitely won't. Warcraft might do. Warcraft, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've got to be honest, like you, I mean, it's a very popular video game, but I don't don't see it doing as well as... um, as they're probably expecting it to be there. I think they're trying to launch it's like a Lord of the Rings type franchise. I, I can't see that happening. Um, but yeah. No, and it's a universal property as well. Which, yeah, probably kind of led into that more. Third Gate and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, very disappointing. I, the one thing I will say, and this is this is what I thought when it was first announced, um, and I feel really sorry if this is the case, but um, the director of Alice in Wonderland 2, or Alice with the Looking Glass, as it's known, um, is James Bobin. Uh, James Bobin um, 
famously directed the flight of the Concords, a lot of that. Um, but he also directed the sequel to the Muppets. Oh. Now I don't, mm. I don't actually blame him for that movie flopping as much as it did. I don't really know why audiences weren't as taken with it. I, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as the first film. I think even though the songs were written by the same uh, Concorder, um, that the songs were anywhere near as good in in Muppets Most Wanted as it was in the first film. Um, but it just left me a little bit cold. And I, I don't really hold him responsible for that. I don't like to, because he seemed like such a nice guy when I, I went and spoke to him. But, um, yeah, I did wonder if it had that kind of taint on it. But I, it, I said, it's got to be disappointing. Um, I won't have a word said against that film because my boy Ty Burrell's in it. Exactly. Uh, you know, and I even like Ricky Gervais, so, you know, most of the time. Um, I mean, the only good thing is, because it opened, um, it did open elsewhere this weekend as well. Um, so it did have another 65 million uh, this weekend. Um, and it's with the looking glass. So, um, yeah, just, just under... Just under 100, 100 million this weekend. It'll probably break even, won't it? I would have thought. Yeah, I think it will. I mean, I I think it will kill the franchise, but then I don't. The fact they dragged it out for a sequel, I think, was an, you know was quite a surprise. Um, they've left there six years between the first and second film as well. Cool, that's a long time. A long time, yeah. especially when they announced no a sequel when it was if the first one come out as well. Mm. I saw it on the first one on Honeymoon in LA <laughs> at Disney's own theatre and fell asleep during the first one, so... What, El Capitan? Yeah. Awesome. I thought you were going to say on Betamax. I was like, no, it's not that old. That's where <laughs> I saw Puppets 2 in El Capitan. I've seen nothing in El Capitan because I've not been there. So mm. Kermit, Kermit was actually there. Yeah, Kermit the Frog. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, not like my impression which isn't very good, but, but that, that would have impressed me to see him there, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, yeah, I think it's a shame. Um, I probably am still going to go and see it. I think we'll probably say Callis to go and see it, but um, yeah, shame. But uh, yeah, I suppose it breaks even, I suppose. Don't forget we got uh, Pete Dragon later in the year as well. Oh my God, that is going to be... <laughs> that is going to be terrible. There's a photo in the late... 12th of there, August. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a photo of the latest Empire magazine of it, and uh, I showed it to Lindsay and said, "Ah, what do you think of this?" Because she likes the first Peach Dragon, and she went, "What's that furry thing supposed to be?" <laughs> Don't tell me that's supposed to be the dragon. I went, "Yep." <laughs> looks, looks more like My Little Pony. It just looks dire, doesn't it? The whole thing looks dire. At least we've got the BFG to come and finding Dory. They'll be big. Well, do you I think BFG would be any good though? I thought the reviews on BFG have been a bit lukewarm. Um, it seems to have been either it was fantastic or it was about average. Mm. It seems to be quite split. Like some of because it opened at Khan last week, um, and and yeah, some of it said it was either really positive or or pretty lukewarm. So it'll, it'll be interesting. I think it looks good, and I think but I think it'll do all right. I think it will do well, and finally Dory is going to smash it. I reckon. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think after so. Uh, the last dinosaur flops. Yeah. yeah. I did laugh, though. The same week that Pete Dragon comes out is also a Sausage Party. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the, on the poster, the subtitle is A Hero Will Rise. 
Have you uh, have you seen the trailer for Sausage Party? <laughs> no. Has anyone seen the trailer for Sausage Party? No. no. Um, I've got it. Your your homework. Oh my God. I've your homework. Just it. Your homework after tonight is to watch the trailer for Sausage Party. It's the most. It's obviously the the opposite of a Disney film, but you don't you don't get that impression when you first start watching the trailer. And in fact, um, Seth Rogen, who's behind it and does one of the voices, um, has actually done a trailer. That space oh, Walt Disney. <laughs> so you know, you know, like you know, like the old trailers you used to get where Walt Disney would introduce a film or something like that. Yeah. He's done, and he's done a trailer for Sausage Party in that style, ripping off that old Walt <laughs> Disney way of doing things. Um, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be very interesting. Apparently, like the early reviews of it have been very, very good, very complimentary. Um, but yeah, don't don't take your kids to see that one. <laughs> um, it's, uh, different audience to Pete's Dragon I think <laughs> uh, well I, it's coming up to time um, Amanda again thank you so much for coming on I hope you've enjoyed Thanks coming on no no anytime apologies for running later than, than advertised which in podcast terms means nothing to anyone because they're the ones <laughs> doing this at this summer night uh, but thank you and um, if you ever want to come back on we're well, welcome to have you perfect I'll come on whenever you want me on Oh well, you heard that. The, you know that's recorded. We've got that. We'll send it to our lawyers. <laughs> so there's no going back on that one. Um, right. I suppose just before we go, you can visit us at uh, our Facebook page at facebook.com. No, that's your bit, Mr. D, isn't it? Facebook.com forward slash disafterdark. Yeah. And you can find us on Twitter at disafterdark. And you can email us at podcast at disafterdark.com. Uh, and you can visit our website at www.disafterdark.com or disafterdark.blogspot.co.uk. Either one will do. Please join the unofficial Dad's Army Facebook page if you so wish to. Uh, please, if you feel so kindly, give us an iTunes review. And. Uh, nothing more we will see you next week with the final of the results yeah look forward to that yeah so let's get so what your appetite guys okay west okay west okay west <laughs> whichever one wins i'll stay out for my first disney on-site stay <gasps> you better oh. office so it better be a good one i'm coming on everyone to pick a good one better be a cheap yeah. one as well. well spoiler alert <laughs> it's not looking good for old key west at the moment and that I only go on there and uh, yeah, we, 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 get, get the boats in. <laughs> He's going to go do some polling, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice one. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Cheerio. Have a good Cheerio Memorial Day. Bang all day Monday. <laughs>